0: Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at bushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give.
1: Hey, we're in a series. I, it's been a great series. My phone just been blowing up. This is, uh, you know, back in October, really October, November, God just laid this on my heart you gotta, you got to teach the church how to hear God's voice. You will empower a church that can hear God's voice. And so uh, it's nice and beautiful to see when God's really landing this thing on people. And it's, it's producing boldness. I mean, there's something about hearing God's voice that, that, that just gets a little fire into your hiney. So uh, I'm grateful for that. So the series is Hearing God's Voice. So I jumped into that. Uh, last week when we met, we, we talked about this topic being value his voice. And I told you I had to break it in two. And if you didn't get last week's, please get, grab next, uh, last week's message. But this is part two of that message. And so what I said last week was simply this. If I'm going to hear God's voice... I'm going to have to set a value on that voice. I mean, we, we, just, we just do what we want to do. We, if we, I said last week, if you're a golfer and you're going to play golf Thursday, um, everything this week is going to be carved around that four or five hours for Thursday afternoon. We're going to protect it. So if God's voice has value, then we're going to have to protect it. We're going to have to set value on that. And, and so the question that we, we raised last week was, what value have I set on hearing God's voice? What value? You say, well, I, I have high value on that, preacher. Okay. So then you have to ask yourself, then what do my feet and my day, what does that say? Because you can say with your lips that it has value, but if you didn't set time for his voice, I wonder what it said to him. It's one thing to impress man with words, another thing to impress God with action. And so if, 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 if God's voice has value in your life, you're going to have to carve that time out. You're going to have to set that time up. And so last week we looked at two points. I am going to touch on those real fast before we jump in this week. Um, you got to set an appointment. I mean, let's just face it. We set appointments all the time. That's what our phones are for. So, so set an appointment to meet with God. Uh, Number two, when you set that appointment or after you set that appointment and you have arrived for that appointment, you you need to first be still and worship in that order. Don't come in there, you know, with all your guns loaded, ready to impress God. Listen, God can speak through thunder, but his most profound things are with a whisper the earth-shattering, life-altering things are said in a whisper, promise you. And so you gotta set that appointment, but then when you come into his presence, you gotta be still, and that'll take a little bit. Let him steal you, and then begin to worship. And I don't mean with your laptop or your phone, I mean with your voice. Because he says this, when he made you new, he put a song in you then you better start singing it and just start worshiping. And you're going to start worshiping and worshiping. And I told you, I will take about six worship songs and put them all together in my song. Don't, don't worry about being correct in there. Get nasty, sloppy, ugly in your time with Jesus. And you just worship from your heart, okay? And then from there, point three, you got to pray and you got to read. You got to pray and you got to read. I want you to listen to Mark one thirty-five. Now, in the morning, having risen long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed. We know that's Jesus. We know that's Jesus. Some of you are like, "Yeah, that before daylight stuff. Mm, that's not me." On my day, five comes once, and that's in the evening. Well, five really comes twice, okay? But one, you don't you don't know that, okay? Uh, I have a buddy of mine, a pastor friend, who says I'll be like Jesus in every area of my life except that one. <laughs> well, that's okay. You can write that one off if you're not a morning person. I love mornings. I'm up before the sun. I I I, I just. I, I got to operate that way. And so I love that. So whatever you're wired, however God created you, you've got to find that place to get up and go away. Psalm one nineteen, one forty-seven. 147. I rise before the dawning of the morning. I cry for help and I hope in your word. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful word. So what to pray People ask me, so pastor, when I beast, I'm still, and then I worship, and then I pray. What do I pray there? I I don't, this is not, this is not the time necessarily for you to be all pretty in prayer, do your lists and all that stuff. There's another time for that, okay? It can be that time, but it's after. This is just you and Jesus, Okay? When you enter that time with the Lord and you and you you've got up, you set an appointment, you're still, you've worshiped, and you pray. When you pray right there before you jump into the word, when you pray right there, I want you to pray one simple thing. I want you to pray everything on your heart. I mean everything. Cuz here's how that prayer is going to start sometimes. See, we're we're religious and we don't know we're religious. And so we get in there and we start to pray this pretty prayer. And I've been there. I Man, I was raised a good little Baptist boy. And when I first started meeting with the Lord like this, and I started praying, I would try to make it pretty. And one day God just dropped a big old bomb in there and said, "That stuff about to make me throw up. Can you please get real?" And I just started getting nasty. Then my prayer started off like this: well, all right. Well, I'm stinking mad. First, I'm mad." I'm just flat mad. And I'm mad at you. I know y'all like, oh, Lord, the preacher done hollered at God. (laughs) Listen, as soon as I did that, that whole atmosphere changed. The whole atmosphere changed. Don't be pretty for Jesus because he already knows you're ugly. He already knows what you're saying in your heart about him, about his timing, about who he is and how you felt he'd done to you, what he's done to you. So don't go in there and try to pretty up and get a suit and tie and use the eloquent words because that's fake and he ain't gonna visit fake. He's not visiting fake. Now this will mess the church up when you teach this, but I'm telling you right now, we have programmed religious robots that do not encounter God. And you wanna meet a real God, you better get real because that wasn't a robot on a cross and that wasn't a robot that came out of that tomb. And that wasn't a robot that changed you. You got to get real and pray your heart. I mean everything you hear. You say, Father, this is what they're saying about me. I want you to tell me if it's true or not. Because all I hear is those voices. You say it. God, this is, this is on my mind. This is on my heart. This is my soul. See, what I had to get to when I first started learning how to meet with God like this, what I had to get to, I had some stuff all the way back early in childhood, second grade. I had to lay it out there. Because God had to put a Band-Aid and heal me there to move me further. Because here's what doesn't move. Sick, the, sick doesn't move. If you're sick and you're wounded and you got scars, you can't move in victory. You can't have breakthrough. How many sick people lead lead people to Christ? Nobody, because nobody wants what you got. He has to heal you from your inner core. He has to heal your heart. He has to heal your heart. What to pray? You pray your heart. We'll we'll figure out why in just a little bit. So you might say, "Where, where do I read? People ask me all the time, Pastor Once I get up early and once I, before the dawn and I go out, I want to read the word. Where do I read? Let let me, let me encourage you where to read. Inside. Anything, anything inside. All right. Anything inside. the, The cover is gorgeous and you probably have it memorized. Okay. Just, just inside. And here's the book I lead people to more than anything, the book of John. You want to know about Jesus and the Holy Spirit and who he is? John's going to tell you about Jesus because John's about Jesus. All right? Go to Jesus. Let me encourage you to find a translation that you can understand. If you have a Bible right now that, that you don't really understand, you'll be so motivated to read stuff you can't understand, you, it'll blow your mind. I read all kinds of stuff I don't understand, don't you? I just make a sweet tea, sit by the fire, and read stuff I don't understand. No, you don't read nothing you don't understand. If Brett gave me something to read, I wouldn't understand it. So would I read it? No. I try to impress him, and look like I'm reading it, but I'm not reading it. Some of us got Bibles, we don't even know what it says. We just open it up and think, God, Lord, I, I'm supposed to do this, but I don't get it, I don't even understand it. Then throw the dang Bible away and get something you can read and understand. Not throw the Bible away. Throw the translation to the side and get a translation you can understand. Some of y'all are like, I'm telling. Fine, tell on me. But, but what I'm saying is, don't try to read a Bible you don't get. A Bible you don't get's not going to get you. Does that make sense? It's not going to change you. A, book I, a Bible I read a lot in these times right here is the message. Anybody familiar with the message? That's a good word, man. It's simple. I'm a simple guy. Get the message and read the message. It's rich, okay? You can study in a... you got a different Bible to study, but get something you can read. So I want you to go to your Bible. Several scriptures I wanted you to look at. Talking about the Word, okay? John 1, go to John 1, look at 1-1, John 1-1, not hard to understand, is it? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So I pray my heart, and I read the Word. I don't read the word, pray my heart. I pray my heart and read the word. Why? The word is God. When God's got a man's heart, God's got that man. So you pour your heart out to the Father, and then you get in the word, and the healing word heals that heart. That's how it works. See, you pray some programmed written out prayer that you were taught has nothing to do with your heart, the word can't penetrate it. Gets right here. Here you are. Here's the word. You say, I'm reading the Bible, preacher, but I don't get it. Because you, where's your heart? You, you don't have your heart laid out there. How can the word penetrate your heart if your heart's not out there? Look down to 14. And the word, the word became flesh And dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. What did the word become? Flesh. And dwelt where? Among us. The word of God is living, active, sharp. It is life. There's a lot of books out there. A lot of books. But no book is life. This book is life. This book is life. This book is life. And when you look also at John 4, go over a little bit to John 4. Look at verse 23 and 24. John 4, 23, 24. And the hour is coming, and now is. When the true worshipers are worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. We live in a day and age that media and social media and, and everything is tickling our emotions and our eyes and our sensitivity. They want, that's all they want. We have some of the greatest worship in the world right now. But we try to sell it sometimes with a bunch of smoke and junk and it doesn't need it. Listen to me. There's a lot of churches that worship well, but their people aren't grounded in the truth. You got to get the truth, man, because all this worship without the word is going to leave you empty. So when it comes at you, when life comes at you, your roots, they're not deep enough. They're not going to hold you, okay? You got to have the word, the word, the word, the word, the word deep in you, deep in you. Worship in spirit. I love worship. But that's why we be still, we worship, we lay our heart out there, and we read the word. Because if you do not know the word, you are weak. You're weak, and the enemy is going to punch you in the face. I promise you, EBS, you've got to know the word. The word is the truth. When you go to Hebrews, go to Hebrews. Hebrews 4.12 This is the why of the reason we pray uh, whatever is on our heart. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the divisions of the soul and the spirit and its joints and its marrow, and and is a discerner of your thoughts and intents of the heart." Why do we pour our heart out before we pour the word in? Because you've got to get your heart out there so that the word of God can come behind it and heal you. If he never gets your heart out, he knows your heart. God, he knows your heart. He knows your intent. He knows why you're meeting with him right then. It's not to get something. It's to be with someone. Don't go in there in that quiet time to get stuff on your list. Go in there for him, for his presence to impact your life. Your list may may or may not happen. But let me tell you what you will get in his presence is richer than any list you check off. Don't worry about your list. Don't worry about that. He says, I know your list before you go in. Don't worry about that list. Don't worry about all the things you need to pray for. You enter your, my presence, be still, you worship, you pour your heart out from me, even if you're mad at me, you pour it out, and then get that word and let me penetrate your heart, because that word right there knows your intent and knows your heart. It's going to heal your heart. It's going to heal your heart. Romans 10:17 says this: love this scripture, Romans 10:17. "So then, faith comes by hearing. and hearing. By the word of God. You say, well, Pastor, I don't have much faith. That right there is the producer of faith. Period. All right? Period. You want your faith to grow? Let your word grow. Let your word grow. I'm telling you, a quiet time, time with the Lord, without the word, it's, it's as hollow as you can get. It's like going to Blue Sky and ordering a hamburger and say you can cut the meat. <laughs> cut the meat? <laughs> Wendy's had a commercial for a long time Said, where's the beef? Amen. Where is the beef? Right there. You got to have the beef. The word's got to be there. But listen to me. Too many people come in and just jump into the word sometimes. You're not ready for the word. You're trying to check off five or 10 minutes in the morning, and call it good, impress God. God's going to be impressed when he has your heart. You've got to enter his presence and understand whose presence you're in. Some of us just enter our own presence. That's just the truth. You've got to enter him in a reverent way, knowing who you're talking to. You come in, you be still. You begin to worship. You begin to lay your heart out there. And then you dive into the word. Dive into the word. Number four is this you got to listen <laughs> and write. You got to listen and write. And you got to listen quick because I got to fly. All right. You got to listen and write. Okay. Psalms, this is the message. I want you to listen to David in the message. Psalm 45:1. My heart burst its banks, spilling beauty and goodness. I pour it out in a poem to the king, shaping the river into words. Woo! Now, can somebody help me with what David is called in Scripture? A man after God's own heart. (laughs) Do you not hear his heart? Do you not hear his heart? He is writing what he is receiving from God in a poem. And he says, I'm pouring it out to my father. Now you say, well, pastor, this, this, this writing stuff, I'm not a writer. Melissa, am I a writer? Oh Lord help. I can't write. I, I, I couldn't spell Jeff till the fifth grade. So listen to me. That's a little, that's a little stretch, but it was late. But, but, but here, I don't like to write. And when I do letters, like, when you you get that letter for the manger offering, I didn't write that letter. I spoke that letter, and my wife wrote it, okay? I I can't write. I can't write. Now, I can talk to you all day long. So if you ever receive a text, more than about three or four lines from me, something's wrong. Something's wrong, okay? Mine are usually good, all right, see you there. That can be Deep. Long stuff, you know. So, listen to me. If I can write, you can write. I I began this journey doing what was uncomfortable for me, doing what I was not good at doing, doing what I didn't want to do. So, I went to a bookstore. I went to Lifeway Christian Bookstore and I got a journal. That alone was hard for me. I'm a man's man and I went to a counter with a journal. I checked myself. I mean, I was like, what the heck? I'm buying a journal. So I bought the journal, put a pen in there, put it with my Bible. When I went in, I went through those steps, just like I told you. And when I got to the Word, I was reading the Word, and and God, I I promise you, I started writing what God gave me. I'm telling you, somebody else was writing. I I would write, and I'd go, dude, That's good. I was like, somebody's in here with me. I couldn't figure it out. I even spelt stuff right. That's amazing. And so I was right. And listen to me. My walk and my depth with the Lord went to a level it's never been to. I promise you. Some of you need to go find a journal, a notebook, and begin to write what God's given you and speaking to you. Because you think, I'll just remember that. No, you won't. You will not do that. 1 Corinthians 28, 19 says this. All this, said David... All of this, the Lord made me understand in writing by his hand upon me all the works of these plans. What he made me understand in writing, he understood it when he wrote it. When he wrote it, Habakkuk 2 2. I love that name Habakkuk 2 2. You almost have to say that and spit, you know. Habakkuk. <laughs> Sorry. But that's just a crazy, I love that name. Then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain on tablets. For why, why? That he may run who reads it. Some of you are not running the journey that God set out before you. Paul said, you gotta run that race that I set for you. You know why you can't run the race? You don't even know how to run it. He's given you in the instructions for you to run, but you can't remember past your room because you got a text and a phone call and a meeting to go to. And an hour later, you don't even have a fact clue what you read. So, how are you going to run it? How are you going to run it? Some of you are runners. You won't run the first day, what you run 100 days later. You get stronger. Come on, start running. Two miles hard. 10 weeks later, two miles, you're like talking the whole two miles. 10 miles later, mile 12, you're like, dude, sweet. I'm 10 weeks in and I've gone 12 miles. Why? Because you got stronger. See, if you don't ride it down, you can't run it because you forget it. And let me tell you something, the greatest weapon the enemy has for us Is short-term memory loss. We forget what God's done and we forget His word. And we can't run it. Listen what I happened to you when you write. When I started writing this, I wrote in, in basically third person: God is worthy. God is good. God is faithful. God can do this. God can do that. Weeks into me writing, I stopped writing third person, started writing first person. Sound like this. Jeff is good. Jeff, the child of king. Jeff has promise on him. Jeff has a plan. Right? Jeff is faithful. Jeff is this. Jeff, you know what I did? Boom, boom, I started getting buff. All right? And I'm not showing that good. But you get strong. Why? Because now it's not what he said about you, it's what you know about you. And when you know it, you can ride it and you can run it and you get strong. The most haunting verse in the Bible for me, there's many that kind of go, wow. I want you to listen to this and I'm gonna end with this scripture. I want you to listen to this scripture right here. Take this in. Exodus 20, verse 19. Verse 19. These are are the people of Israel. This is God's people. Then they said to Moses, you speak to us and we'll hear. But don't let God speak to us lest we die. Think about that. These are his kids, his people. And they said, "Don't, don't let God speak to us. You speak to us. That's so the church today. so, so people today. Why, why, do, why am I so terrified for God to speak to me? Why? We'd rather, um, we'd rather hear a podcast not saying that God can't speak through it. We'd rather hear a man say it. We'd rather see it on Facebook. would rather somebody else say it. But, but God say it. You see, I'm convinced that we'd rather have someone else say it than God so that we could say to to someone else when we hear it, oh, I'm not saying that's not true, that's kind of your opinion. But if God says it, then there's only one thing left. If you love me, you will obey me. So, the reason sometimes we don't want God to speak to us is not because we don't love God. It's because if we hear it from God, ball's in our court. We have to get up and go do it. Listen to me. I've told you before the greatest things in my life, greatest things, is not what God's done through me, but what God said to me. God is a God of love. God loves you, and he's for you. He wants to speak to you. Don't let somebody else speak to you. Let him speak to you. Get in his presence. Pray your heart. Just lay your heart out there. Say, God, I'm so mad at you because I feel like you gave me jokers, and I wanted to have the aces. But let me tell you something. It may appear that you got jokers, and he kept the aces, But can I tell you something about our God? (laughs) What you have that appears to be a joker in his eyes might be aces. And you gotta trust the one who gave you those because he's gonna make beauty out of those ashes. Get with the Father, pour your heart out, get in that word, listen to his word. It's life. Write it down so you can run it. And don't let no one else interrupt the time. Don't, let, don't ever say, you speak to me, don't let God. You say, God, I want you to speak to me. I want you to speak to me. I'm gonna invite you to stand. I've been sitting a while. Worship team comes up. If you're on the altar team this morning, I want you to come on up. Real practical stuff today, I know. I believe people are missing, missing this simple little thing in their life. Find time. Enter and be still. Please enter and be still. Worship him. Pour that heart out, okay? Pour that heart out. All right. Read that word. Listen to what he says. He's going to give life. Write it down so you can go do it. This morning, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt the Holy Spirit says something to you today. And this time right here is for you to respond to what the Holy Spirit said today. What the Holy Spirit said to some, I really want coffee with you in the morning. Make an appointment with God. It'll be rich. Be rich. You need a word from him. Ask the Father to speak. He'll speak. During this time, if you need prayer, you come. If you need time at the altar, come. If you just need time right where you're at, just to say, God, I'm gonna make an appointment with you. I'm gonna give you the best that I got, All right? God has a lot to say to you. He wants to speak your name, okay? Let God speak to you. You're not gonna die. You're gonna live. Let him speak to you. I wanna pray over you. Then I want you to respond to the Holy Spirit. Father, this morning, God, you said in your word, two or three are gathered, you will be there. God, you have totally been here today through worship and through the preaching of your word. God, I pray we respond to you right now. Respond to you. God, speak for your children are listening. Your children are listening. May we respond to you as we worship. May we respond to the Holy Spirit today in Christ's name.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from The Church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram, by using The Church at Bushland, and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland.